Coming up on TMS, we hold these Twinkies to be self-evident. I'm bringing my own damn popcorn. Stirring up shit with Amy. Crouching tiger, hidden rich Asian. You ever see combos? Would it hurt you to invite Wendy to lousy Las Vegas? Stay up all night to watch Loki. He's more vaccine than man. The Viva still works. You need Star Wars to get drunk. Wearing pants is hard. Nothing leads into Moon Knight. It's the use of voodoo crap that makes it taste good. Totally true. She's my damn sister. Obtaining Iber perfection getting formal with wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream andrew retreated deeper than ever into the distorted world in his mind where now he wanted to kill his stepfather he could not carry out this act of murder in reality so he set out to do it by magic hi i'm a loser the morning stream Say one word about this hat, and I'm out of here. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Moan and Scream. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian <laughs> Ibbett. And uh, it's Thursday, April 7th, 2022. Uh, Brian, That's how right. are you today? What's going on over there? Moan and Scream. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I, uh, I didn't sleep great, but uh, it's because I had a weird dream. And I'd like okay. to share that dream. Uh, I looked at the cards. There's nothing that compares. So once again, Aww. yeah, once again, those cards I aren't going to help me. I bet you're looking too specific. But let's let's talk about your dream and then let's. Yeah, there might be a generalization let's take in there. Some few steps back on uh, what you were looking for on the cards. Yeah, <laughs> entirely possible. So you know that Twinkie I've got that's like ten years old. And yeah, yeah, still it with still us. Looks as fresh as the day Hostess pooped it out of their machine. Yeah, which is a very you know it's a very odd thing that it even exists, but uh, there it is. And so I've I've got that that thing. And uh, I haven't looked at it in a while, but we did talk about it the other day. So this is probably why it came up. But last Mm -hmm. night, um, in my dream, that Twinkie, the petrified Twinkie, came to me uh, in the night and read the Declaration of Independence to me. (laughs) Like, you know, like verbatim, like right out of the document. uh, Yeah. And kind of just sat up and read it. I, I don't remember in the dream if he had it in front of him or if he just read it by heart. I think by heart is what happened there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it was really weird. And then afterwards, we celebrated the reading by having something called mushroom tea, which I don't think oh, exists. Maybe okay. it exists. I don't. I don't actually know. But I. So I read your notes as because you you know you described this, and then after in the second line you put after we had mushroom tea. I'm like, oh, oh. so you had some mushroom tea last night and oh. then had this dream. That yeah. makes sense, but no, now now it's back to not making sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. So in the so that yeah, that tea was in the dream, and so I did I did try trace my evening back to think about what I ate or whatever. Yeah, I didn't did you have, have more Chex Mix? Was it uh, too much Chex Mix? I didn't have that. I didn't that? have. In fact, I didn't have anything since around six, and that was what even was. What did we even have for dinner? Oh, Kim made some kind of homemade curry thing. Ooh, um, it was good, and uh, it had chicken in it. <laughs> You know, so it's all it's all I know is that the, the I ate that, and unless Kim, you know, poisoned be fine. me, yeah. yeah. And her and Carter didn't have any weird dreams, and they ate it. So Carter had a vegetarian hmm. version of, it, of course. So I don't want to besmirch her uh, vegetarianism here on the show, but sure, of course. But anyway, course. I don't know what to make of that. That's I, weird. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, you know, I don't dream that often. Very rare uh, do I have dreams, and. uh Lately, I think they've all, if I've had one, it's just been mash because I'm usually watching an episode or two right before bed. Right. And uh, did you ever, 
did you ever once even offer me to come in for a lousy cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, you know that what episode. It's like to walk by your tent and, yeah. and hear you guys laughing. And- that was the episode where they were they were really trying to humanize uh, Margaret. Like you just had they to really, do it. They really did a good job. It's just I never, I will never ever, I won't get that speech right verbatim, but I'll never forget that damn speech. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't remember my dreams that often. Um, but the dreams you have, holy crap, that they're whacked out. <laughs> yeah, they're really effed. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, it's it's not like I woke up in a cold sweat going, oh, the Twinkie, the Declaration of Independence. Like, it didn't freak me out or anything, but mm-hmm. it did make me wake up and go, what the hell? Why? Why can't it be, uh, I don't know. I'm in a I'm in Fiji with the with the blue water and the and the beautiful right, sights right. and the warm weather. Or why can't it be something else? Why can't it be a bunch of beautiful <laughs> ladies on a pile of money? Like why can't right, it be exactly. fun things like everybody else? Why can't you get one of those dreams? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Instead, I don't it's know. a damn petrified Twinkie I've had for twelve years, reading mm. me a, a historical document. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Yeah, and the vi- the vividness of me. Rem- someone just said in the chat the vividness as mm, to which he yeah. remembers them. Who is it? Zoe? No, uh, Rainbow Bright. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing is I can't shake it. Like, yeah, there are times where a cool dream will happen, and and if I don't think or write it down or something, like if I had a I don't know a comic idea mm-hmm. or something. Uh, those will be fleeting and go away. And, and I think you have to be trained on that or you train yourself on that, right? Like it is the, the instant recall of the dream. If you don't, if you wake up and say, Oh, that was a weird dream. I remember it perfectly. And then you don't train yourself to remember it. Then you won't, you know, get in the habit of doing that. And it'll just like right yeah. out of your head. Yeah. But, uh, just dumps right out. Yeah. So lame, but look, so lame. that is, that pales in comparison to this. All right, Brian. AMC theaters can bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> uh oh. So uh, wait. For four so hours. yesterday you were on there during the show. I'm guessing during it didn't. It didn't go well after during that. During the show, like so, tickets went on sale at um, eight o'clock here. No, nine o'clock here. Is that right? No, because it was. I'd, I'd been trying for a while before. Um, I think it was eight o'clock. Uh, eight o'clock here, nine o'clock Central Time. Tickets went on sale for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and um, uh, so I'd been trying for really about half an hour before the show started. I kept a little window up, and really, you know, I got in this 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 habit of just going select the show time. Here's two seats. I don't even. At one point, I was just clicking on any <laughs> pair of seats in the Effen Theater because I thought, all right, well, maybe, maybe it's somebody's selecting the same seats. I'm just going to keep, you know, just like freaking throw darts around until I get one. Yeah. And uh, um, after four hours oh. of having this window open, I was able to work. I was able to do other things while I was doing it. I mean, you, you know, you even uh, I asked you afterwards, and you're like, oh, you were still doing that during the show. I couldn't tell, so that's good. Yeah, nice, simple little thing to click here and there, and then go back. Right, to doing exactly. What you're doing. Just a little separate window in the corner because there's all this time where you're like waiting. Oh, I'm processing, processing. Something went wrong with your order. Here, click this button to go back to show times. Ugh. Now, Ugh. I went on to uh, AMC's. Twitter page and direct message them and said, Hey guys, come on. Something's wrong with this. You got to be able to figure this out. What's the point you're giving us a, uh, uh, a queue, which is great, but what's the point of the queue? If we're still having problems after we get out of that queue, the queue is supposed to 
you know, bottleneck everybody so that you get just enough people to buy tickets and make the system work. And if your queue is just, yeah, sit there for a while, but then everybody come on in and really F this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I messaged them about that and said, seriously, I'm paying for A-List. I'm an A-List because we, we decided that the closest theater, and it's a nice one, two nice AMC theaters, one directly north of us, one directly south of us, and we are almost dead center in the middle of them. Um, I'm sorry, east of us, north and east of us, but we're, you know, it's equidistant to those. Sure. Um, those are, you know, those are our theaters. They're good. They're comfortable. We know them really well. We, you know. Uh, we know exactly where to park so that when we leave the theater, we have the beeline right to our car that nobody knows about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, we found out, <laughs> oh yeah. So we do the A-list thing where we pay for, we pay a, a fixed price per month and we get up to three movies per week. And as long as we see two movies a month, we're, we're, you know, those are paid for. Yeah. Sadly, that's the sad truth of life is yeah. that, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I found out from other people commenting and and doing tests on their page. They're like, well, if you don't use it as an A-list member and if you pay for tickets, you're getting through the system. You're getting the seats, you know, you want and you're not getting this error. Right. Um, Somebody else even says, yeah, if you, you know, if you don't do it as an entourage order. In other words, uh, the entourage thing is great because Tina and I have individual accounts. She pays for hers. I pay for mine. But we don't want to have to do the uh, the war games. Turn the key at the same time. Turn your key, sir. Oh. When we buy tickets, to say, all right, all right, I'm I'm buying F thirteen. Are you getting F fourteen? Okay, you ready? All right, submit because yeah. you don't want to like that be stuck sitting next to some. Yeah, you don't want to do that because you'll end up being next to a slob who's going to eat exactly. Weird and, yeah, you but Entourage that. lets you tie your accounts together, so she can get tickets on my account. I can get tickets on her account. I just basically say I'm getting a ticket for me and for Tina. Boom, we get our tickets right next to each other, and she can be off. She can be asleep for all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in in chatting with them and somebody else on their um, in their replies, it's like, and it even seems to be further problematic because of the entourage thing. So, if I go and I just buy tickets with my credit card and actually pay for tickets, then I get through no problem. So, so they're screwing their members, though. Then. They're screwing their members. Exactly. Lame. These are the people. These are the people who are like, you know, that they're kind of counting on to maybe see a movie every month. Yeah. Uh, you know, but or, or maybe see two to make it uh, cost effective for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's that doesn't seem right because they're your most yeah. loyal, dedicated people, right? They are. They are. You're, you're after, going all the time. You're even. <laughs> Even now, you probably go to more movies than most of their members go to, to go to movies in the theaters. Yeah, we and yet- take advantage. We we make sure that we do take advantage of their their thing. As a matter of fact, tonight we're seeing everything, everywhere, all at once with Michelle Yeoh, the uh, movie that uh, Schleicher was talking about on oh, Monday. Yeah, well, I want to see that. Yeah. I can't wait to to see. It. I know so little about. It. Is it based on a graphic novel or is um, it just? I don't a lot of no, actually, that's a really good question. Okay. I know it's. I know it's wildly original according to every review i've read so yeah, i'm pretty stoked like yeah. yeah pretty excited i like her I'm, a lot I'm, i do too i, I can't wait to see she's she, she's a crazy rich asian is what she is <laughs> michelle yeah yeah she is she's a she's a crouching tiger and a hidden dragon at the same time <laughs> cole cash says so what you're saying is that buying tickets as a combo is cheaper but a la carte is easier <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that, that in this case absolutely in this case yeah here's a case all right yeah. this is the one right. 
However, uh, buying tickets for everything, all, all, or what is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I might have those first two words reversed. Yeah. Uh, no problems whatsoever using a list and entourage. It's just yeah. for Dr. Cumberbuns that uh, that there was a, a problem. <laughs> so so uh, this is hilarious because both these movies are um, multiverse movies. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of hilarious that you're doing that. But also, do you it think is. you think in some other alternate universe, uh-huh. there's a Brian Ibbett with a mustache and no beard <laughs> uh-huh. who got tickets no problem through this the system that you tried no. to do? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that AMC and every universe screwed uh, every Brian Ibbett. <laughs> yeah there's one with the goatee there's one with like tattoos all over his face like uh post malone there's one with uh yeah there's you know, that's the madness part right that that's, is the mad that's the madness right there oh wow look everything um, all together all at once or however you say it is uh yeah. currently riding at a, at a lovely 97 percent rotten tomato score 96 wow, percent cool. audience yeah people think seem to really want to see this yeah. Oh, so Terry Z in Chicago asked the right question. Did you just end up buying two tickets, you know, with credit card? No, I stuck to my guns and yeah, I didn't get a seat in the middle of the theater. I think we're on the side or in the back or something, but you know what? These seats, the theaters are, are big enough. I would much rather not give them additional money yeah. to solve their, their shit problem <laughs> than, uh, then just keep hammering on that website until whatever it was, one o'clock when I finally got through. I don't have any good counter to this. I think you're hundred percent to be uh submitting this uh complaint. I think it's a it's a it's a real <laughs> complaint. And it should be honored. Those guys suck. F that. They should fix that for the next time there's a huge movie yeah. uh coming out. Clearly it's just a capacity problem with servers or something. Something's up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, or, sure. or they've got some for kind sure. of queue issue where, you know, what should happen is when a client logs in and picks two seats those two Uh seats should be unassailable for the next however long it takes for that person to finish yes if that was even you know that that's just me assuming what the problem might have been it might have even been something like no it was just too many people all logged in at once and that crashed the system yeah but ideally a list do this uh let us get first pick of tickets for an hour before they go on sale to everybody else or give us a separate interface that you know that kind of a you get to get in line sooner or something like that i don't know there's you do the queue system but have the queue be shorter for a-list people yeah yes maybe that maybe that by the way talking about the two movies right like uh, everything all at once and multiverse of madness both being multiverse movies i was thinking about this yesterday as we were finishing watching moon knight and then can uh immediately going into the next episode of Severance that we've been watching. Oh yeah. Which we've, we've been loving. Mm-hmm. And how there's kind of a little bit of a, you know, there's there's the little divisions between the uh the two consciousnesses of the main character in both of those shows and how similar they are. Oh, interesting. So I'm I haven't started uh, Moon Knight yet, but I uh Oh, don't worry, you'll get to it after Loki. Yeah, sure. I'll get to it way after way way after Loki. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one I was going to do for sure on day and date, and I didn't do it. So uh, yeah, I thought for sure you got you would do that one. I think I got obsessed with Although, C, and I haven't done anything else. So yeah, kind of yeah, you've been problem. loving that. Um, I would say still watch Loki because stuff that lo- happens in Loki leads directly into Doctor oh. Strange. Oh, oh, Doctor Strange, yeah. Yes. But it does not. But no. But doesn't lead. Nothing into, leads into Moon Knight. Moon Knight just is Moon Knight. So far, Moon Knight is is his own little island, but um, yeah. who knows? I mean, you know, we didn't uh, 
we didn't know what we were going to get in um, in Hawkeye, and we ended up getting a lot of crossover that we weren't expecting. Some some very unexpected crossover some at the end. Incredible crossover, yeah. Yeah, that so. surprised everybody, I think. Yep, yep. Well, uh, excellent. I hope those tickets... Uh, so wait, so I'm sorry. The end result is what? You have tickets now or you don't? I have tickets. I have tickets for, for uh, Doctor Strange, okay. yes. Uh, eventually got them and I didn't have to use my credit card to do it. And where were and, and, and where are you sitting? Where where's those? There's <laughs> the funny thing. I can't remember which set which which buttons I clicked where I got through. I'm either like I think I know all the seats in the middle. The center of the theater were taken, so I'm on the side or in the back. I yeah, definitely not. I never clicked anything in the front two, three rows. Okay. No, I refuse. I would, I would. I'll wait and see the the movie a week later if that's all that's available. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. But anywhere else is probably okay. Those theaters are anywhere bad. else is, is fine. They're recliners. Yeah. You're in front of a big screen. There's popcorn. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm glad you held off and got got what you needed. I'm glad, yeah, or I'm yeah. glad you not held off. Held in there is what I meant to held say. Held in there. I stu- stood my ground, and I'm not going to give AMC any further money. No, yes. no more money. You don't get any extras there, AMC. In fact, well, you, should, you should go in there with your own damn popcorn. That's what I'd do. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, one will, no one will complain about that. I'm sure it'll be fine. I, you know, exactly. It's like, I'm A-list. I'm bringing my own damn popcorn. That's right. You guys screwed me I, over for you know, four though, hours. Honestly, I can't make popcorn as well as movie theater popcorn. There's some sort of voodoo magic garbage crap that they put in there that's like uh mm-hmm. it's like the 11 herbs and spices that make you crave it for nightly jacka you think it's the machines there like we all I just think it's the i think it's their weird uh well it's there it's the use of flavacol yeah uh which is like their little salt substitute thing and then i think it's their weird butter machine thing interesting uh yeah. So if you had the machine in your house, do you think you could replicate right, sure. this? If I had the butter machine in my house, I could probably do it. Oh, I would love one of those. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Somebody figured out how to make movie theater popcorn at home. I like how their YouTube is mine movie theater. Mine like, movie theater. Okay. Yeah. They're going to look the same. It's popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's popcorn, guys. Like the actual yeah. popcorn part is pretty standard. Where's the Where's the outline of the person who did this going yeah, where where's the white outline and what giant impact font text? Where's that? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, here's another yeah. thing, real quick. Um, yeah. You know, I was complaining about this stupid heater. You know, yes, Speaking your your heater that has two settings: uh, <laughs> cold and scalding. Yeah, sun and not sun, basically. <laughs> Mercury um, and Pluto. Yeah, that's basically it. I got um, I get this email kind of out of nowhere from someone with no name except in his email there's uh part of it says the other guy it's all i have to go on oh okay the other guy yeah it's all very x files but uh he sent me this thing saying hey there's something coming to you and he sent me uh an oil-based space heater now i don't it's not the kind you have to put oil in to make it work right but it's got oil already inside it like yeah, a delonghi like a delong like a like a circulating radiator, basically. Correct. It's like, um, it reminds me of like water cooling in a PC. It's just, you never go in there. Well, maybe you should change the water once in a while, but whatever. The water's just in there and it's circulating. That's how this oil is. Anyway, apparently this is like highly rated. Everyone loves it. He sent me a damn heater. So the problem today is it's cold down here and I haven't hooked it up yet, but I did mm-hmm. unhook the other one. So now I'm cold, but I'll, but I'll hook it up. 
So I want to thank the other guy, whoever the other guy is. I wish I had your real name. You're awesome. Oh. Thank you for that. It was super It's kind nice of impossible of to thank because every time you try to thank him, you end up thanking the other guy. I know. All these other guys think I'm thanking them. You guys can all yeah. go away. It's the one guy I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. One yeah. guy. I'm thanking the other guy who's the guy, but also is the other guy. Damn but straight. is also the guy. That's right. Now, a yeah. uh, quick final note here. Um, yeah. uh, Dave wanted me to make sure I mentioned this today. So uh, we did a big refresh in the Frog Pants store and put a ton of new artwork in there. A whole bunch of new stuff I've been doing over the last year or so. Oh, that's right. I saw some Wastelanders stuff going in there. Yeah. So one of them is a bundle for the Wastelanders bundle. It's four. (laughs) Sounds like a combo. combo? Yeah. It's almost almost like a combo. Uh, (laughs) If you've heard of those, you guys heard of a combo before? May have been a a thing you've heard of. You ever seen combos? (laughs) Uh, anyway, that one is up there for the ridiculously low price of $15 includes four, uh, of these Wastelander prints. I'll bring it up here so people can see what's going on. Where is, is that? It? Cause you're using the psychology of making people buy something that otherwise they might not have bought Scott. In this case, no, this was, <laughs> this was my idea. And I was like, I like to do themed. Let's do a yeah. themed bundle. Dave says, says that it, sounds great. Let's do a theme. And it is just like we said, the fast food places don't do yesterday, which is because you're doing it because you're nice. The yeah. Food pla- fast food places aren't nice. They're no. not doing combos because they're nice. You're doing this because I'm doing nice. it because I'm nice. They're pretending to be your friend. I'm right. your actual friend. Right. Okay. Okay, uh, not your only friend. You're something with the only friend. Anyway, in this bundle, uh, there's this uh, cool uh, dude sitting on a car looking at the sunset, all Mad Max style. You got this uh, baseball guy hitting a grenade. You got this old uh, ice cream truck converted into some kind of war vehicle. And then you got some uh, mech dude. Anyway, uh, these are all drawn by me. And there's an option to have these hand signed by me if you'd like them. They're only 15 bucks cheap uh ridiculously cheap and they wouldn't be well i guess they would be more individually so it does still go against my combo thing <laughs> um but i put up a whole bunch of new stuff these new ghostbusters prints uh if you're a wario fan i got one of those there's a film sack print up there now uh this uh oh this among us one everyone wants to see among us guys underwear uh, before and oh, after yeah. deal yes uh some kirby art oh actually it's a whole kirby bundle uh mm-hmm. which includes the gelatinous curb which is like gelatinous cube, uh, the weird uh, finger-looking thing, him screaming, and then uh, him wearing pants. I actually have Cleo to thank for that design. She, nice. uh, she sent me something one of her kids did. Anyway, uh, these are all up and on the store. A whole bunch of others, too. I haven't even mentioned if you're interested in uh, the, ch- the fresh batch of artwork available to you and only to you. Uh, you can find it at frogpants.com slash store. Okay? <laughs> all right. Okay. Ryan, I think it's time we brought in a guest. I like this idea a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh, hold on. It'll happen if I remember to type shit, right? Okay, here we go. Now, let's play this song. Whoop, that's not it. <laughs> that's for later. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's our old pal, Amy Robinson, Red Fraggle herself, joining us for a little read this with Amy. Amy, welcome back. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Doing Good, fine. Thanks. I was watching a TikTok you were in uh, this morning. Uh, well, I was. Well, I don't. I won't tell you what I was doing, but I was. I was. You know, let's say I was in a private moment. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just tell you. I was on the can. Maybe, maybe you should tell. Yeah, us I have to you're... clarify. I was on the pooper, and I was watching TikTok, and uh, one of yours came up, and I went, "Oh, there's Amy. I'm talking to her later today." How's that make you feel? Aww. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad people are seeing and po- hopefully enjoying my TikToks. Yeah, and uh, on the mostly on, I yeah 
Yeah, mostly I make those just because I something strikes me. Like I have I have no desire to like you know be a huge TikToker with a huge following or anything. I just make silly, goofy stuff that makes me laugh. Yeah, you sometimes just so. got to get that stuff out. I get it. I do that exactly. all the time. Yeah, totally, totally feel that uh, that need. Speaking uh, well, of getting stuff out. <gasps> oh, sweet. Let's do it. Uh, what are we I talking about? I, too, would like to lodge a complaint. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Hold on. You get you get a use of this. Lay it on us. All right. So, Monday, I am in my Real Steps meeting, as I do. And, uh, <laughs> and I say to Wendy, towards the end of the meeting, I say, Hey, Wendy, are you coming to Vegas? Yeah. And Wendy says... I wasn't invited. Oh, that is some horse poo. Oh. And I said, what? That is such bull crap. I talked and to her while she, she was here. Well, she was here. She said, well, she said, she said, I had heard about it through other channels. And I asked Scott about it. And his response was, well, I guess I wouldn't be sad if you came. <laughs> that is not what I wrote and at I all. I said, what? My, no, what I wrote was something more akin to like, you're always invited to everything ever. There's never not an open invitation for you to come to all the things I ever do. You can come to any of it. So she's she is she is taking the piss, as the British say. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bring it up today. She should totally come. Is she coming? I don't know. She didn't tell me if she's coming. She, she didn't say. I mean, she made it sound like probably not, but like, you know. It was, uh, yeah, that was funny. And I, right. I specifically brought it up because I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to bring this up. So, so it was you right because Wendy comes on. I also got an email from another real stepper and uh, they said the same thing. And I didn't know. He goes, someone in there said this. Now I know who said it. <laughs> so it was you. But uh, now Wendy can come to anything she ever wants to. What probably is going on there is I'm not formal about it at all because she's my right. damn sister. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, sure. I'm not going to get formal with Wendy, but. Uh, today, I, I will reiterate to her on air that she is 100% welcome to come to this and be as much a part of it as she wants to. So so there you go. All right. Well, that's a good real step for me to take today. I'll get that going. There you go. There you go. Uh, and well, are you doing real steps? Is that is that rumor true? Yeah, are she wants she next, wants me to try round? it next uh, round. So I'm going to I'm going to hop in there. Me and Carter are going to both do it. And uh, oh, that rolls. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, her, her take on that is that it, it will be. You know, whenever we promote it here on the show, this way I'll actually know what I'm promoting, mm-hmm. and I can actually like attest to it or whatever. And I said, "Well, what if I blow? You know, what if it sucks and I hate it or something?" She's like, "Well, you'll just have to see." So, so I'm yeah, sure it won't suck. I I'm wish sure there was great. some part of myself that I felt like I could improve uh, so that I could do real steps because I there's nothing. There's, there's nothing there. You're a nothing perfect, there. Like perfect I am, human yeah. being. What do you do um, after perfection, Brian? Perfect. Where else are you gonna go? Right, exactly. See, like yeah. you would just intimidate everybody, Brian, with your, would, you know, your glowing perfectionism. Yeah, well, that's specifically what I was just going to say. Like, you know, I'd do real steps, and then at the end of it, I would just turn into a ball of glowing light and ascend into the heavens as as the new sun. Yeah. Well, maybe this is your <laughs> this is your trip out of here. We should finally get you. Maybe, on that. <laughs> maybe that's it. I will finally uh, have attained uh, nirvana. That's right. Infection is what. Uh, wait, that yeah, sounds wrong. Yeah, it sounds like only, infection. If only. Uh, well, all right. Let's uh, let's get to what... infection. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that works. Let's get to uh, let's get to Amy and her uh, reading things and telling us what we should be reading because that's always fun. Uh, Amy, you got right. some something a little older, although it's still weird to say 2003 is old, but it's old. You know. Yeah, I mean it's almost 20 years now. It does feel yeah. weird though. You're right. Like anything with a 2000 in front of it to me, it feels weird to call that old. But yeah, yeah I same. mean. 
those things are coming up on 20 years. So, all right. So to lead into that, I have a question for both of you guys. Yeah. Um, so speaking of like ascending and becoming like a ball of light or whatever. Sure. Um, so, so at what point, if, if immortality were attainable, yeah. uh-huh. would you, would you partake in such? Like if you could just. You know, life is life is normal, sure. what, like, the way it is. And then and, you know, you're in a body, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, uh, your body starts breaking down or, you know, straight up you right. die or whatever. And you've got a downloaded consciousness and you could just get a brand new body. And it's not like taking it. It's not like dollhouse oh, where you're taking okay. it from somebody else. <laughs> you just have like a you just have like a, it's like the Cylons. You know, you've got like a storehouse so, of extra bodies. Mm. We're not talking like Highlander. You're living forever and you're watching everybody, you know, die around you. But you were talking like, all right, download into a new body kind of start over and and do this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and is it a Correct. new body? Is it like another, you know, is it some 25-year-old dude's body? Like, what body do I get? It is, yeah, it's a new body, but it's not like, it's not some other 25-year-old dude. You're not like stealing a body from somebody else. Okay. It's just, it's but like, it's, a, ma- it's like a it's manufactured. It's a 25-year-old yeah, dude. But it's I, my point is, I'm not, smell. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, harvested <laughs> 25-year-old dude. But I'm not starting right. in, a, in a baby's Form. No, okay. no, no, and you have all of your, you know, all of your downloaded consciousness, all that stuff. Okay, no, okay. Um, I think I'd do it for a couple rounds. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, I think yeah. if I always had the option to check out after, you know, because I, because who knows? Like, you go long enough, and suddenly you're in World War II, living in I don't know Lithuania, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't count on this. I don't I'm think you're time out. traveling. You're not putting yourself into a body and. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, if, fourteen. Or but something. if it's our for, if it's our future, you know, let's say, let's say on Tuesday I go, yeah, I'm doing it. Let's get this new body going. And on oh, Thursday, then on Wednesday, we declare war against Putin. Or something. yeah, there's like a nuke <laughs> nuke watch suddenly kicks in. We like, yeah, sure, I don't know if I sure. want to do this anymore. Like, I, I feel like if there's always the option to check out, then yeah, I'd do it. I'd totally do it. Would you? That go? is really interesting. I think <laughs> I agree. So that is sort of the yeah. theme of the book that I wanted to talk about today. It's um, Cory Doctorow's Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. Mm. And it is, it, what's cool about that book is you can go and you can buy it, but it's also available via Creative Commons. So oh. you don't even have to buy it. You can just download the PDF and read it. Wow. Um, yeah. He's big on yeah. that. It's, yeah. It's great. And it's, it's really fun. There are some hilariously, there are some anachronisms in it. Like uh, at one point, pretty early on, he refers to Pleasure Island, which is, of course, no longer there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is really so. This is really connected to the Magic Kingdom to Disney. Oh yes. Yeah, oh okay. yes. He did. He did his research. Yeah, and um, and so it's like it's a it's a futuristic type thing, and and these folks are sort of in charge of keeping the magic kingdom going and keeping it up to date in the future. And it's, there's a whole subplot where he's trying to protect the sanctity of the haunted mansion, um, all that kind of stuff. But the bigger, the bigger plot there is that, uh, and they tell you this really early. So this is not a spoiler. Um, It's, it's in fact, you know, you, you have to get introduced to this straight away. Uh, they're living in a time where essentially you go and you do like a backup process and if anything happens to you or you die or whatever, you just wake up in a new body and you've got all of your memories up to the point that you last backed up. 
Oh, interesting. And okay. yeah, so it's it's a really interesting thing. And then they also have this option of what's called deadheading, where you essentially put yourself into hibernation until something happens. So if, for example, Scott, yeah. you you know, like we were to, you know, World War Three was to happen and everything all of a sudden sucked, you could just say, okay, I'm just going to deadhead for about a century. You know, okay. wake wake me up in a hundred years and I'll see how I like things or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Just how, back yeah. up. Like, how, how well are, to a zip drive. Yeah, and who's 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 warding over these zip drives to make sure they're protected and stuff while I'm gone in this book? Or is there such a right. thing? Do they, do they talk yeah, about that? Yeah. It, they, it doesn't really go into it all that much, although I will say it is part of it is it's part of the plot. So I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil too much on that. But yeah, there's a there's a pretty huge element of trust there, right? That like I'm trusting that this mm-hmm situation works and that nobody's going in and tinkering with me you know right. um and Editing that kind my of data yeah. correct yeah and um one of the most fun things is that the book sort of uh, almost opens in like the first couple of chapters the main character gets shot in the face oh. with a penis gun oh <laughs> i'm not even kidding all right that is Exactly how the thing is described. It's a it's a, a an organic gun that looks like a penis. <laughs> it's literally it's good that you it. describe this because if if Scott were to read this, this would be the first thing he'd tell us the next day on the show. Oh yeah, it'd be the first number one thing out of my mouth would be, "Hey, there's a penis well, gun in this. You should check it I out." I mean, that's that's kind of why I picked it for the oh. show. Oh, <laughs> I see. I was like, "Oh, these guys will colors. love this." Yes, yeah, that's very, uh, you know? this very naked lunch uh, sort of sounding uh, aspect totally, to yeah. this to this thing. Uh, there's a penis gun there for you, chat room. Check it out. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, is it? This sounds like the altered carbon show. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. not as dark. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like a little so the, less dark. The interesting thing is that at some point, you know, there's a character in there who's that it get his ability to do backups sort of gets broken. And so then it's unlike and he becomes sort of he starts deteriorating and he's like, OK, I could just reboot. But then I lose all of what I did since my last backup. Yeah. And and it's like he's like trying to he's kind of, it's a it's a little bit of a mystery kind of who done it kind of a kind of a deal and he has amassed all of this evidence and he's like okay I don't want I'm the only person who knows about all this stuff I don't want to lose that I'm the only person I trust at yeah. this point I don't right. want to lose all this information so it's it's a really interesting thing when you think about it it's like okay at what point does life become precious because it's finite. Mm. You know, and I I just I I think it's really interesting. It's like, oh, wow, he he really started to value his life more after, you know, after it became possible for him to lose something by dying. You know, when dying doesn't mean anything, then you can just go like at one point he tells a story about going, you know, as like a 70 year old dude playing hockey. You know, and he had like a massive hematoma and died or whatever doing that. And I'm like, well, duh, of course you died if you're playing hockey at 70. But he didn't care. Yeah, no Because, you know. Did you play, did you, have you ever, do you ever read Old Man's War by chance? No, I haven't. Okay, so that's a John Scalzi book. And it's about, um, it's science fiction. It's about a guy who gets into his late 70s. And if I remember right, and this isn't a spoiler because it's all part of the setup, but it, he's got some sort of inoperable cancer at that point. 
And what they do is there's this huge intergalactic war happening all the time uh, outside of Earth. And so what happens is when old people hit a certain age, they can opt into being a part of the war. And by doing that, what they basically do is get their consciousness downloaded to this like perfect 20 something year old body of just like they've never been in better shape. It's like they're, you know, superhuman almost. Um, and then they go off and they fight this war, but they have the wisdom and the experience of a 78 year old. And it's a trip. I mean, it's science fiction. So it's obviously, you know, I don't know. It's a little more focused on the, the actual war of the thing, but some of these themes are, are, are talked about in there as well. It's really good. Right. Yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of the, you know, what would I do if, if I could be young with the knowledge of an old person, you know, like what, if I, if I could go back and do it again, knowing, knowing then what I know now, you know, I like that kind of stuff. And Cory Doctorow famous for, you know, digging into ideas like this and trying to, you know, trying to get underneath the, the, these concepts and do it in a way that's entertaining, but also make you think and, you know, he's great. I like that guy a lot. Uh-huh. And, he yeah. puts, and he puts his stuff up uh, on, uh, it's basically open source writing is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like, really you don't, cool. Yeah. You don't have to pay anything for it if you don't want now. Of course, you know, I'm sure he'd appreciate it if you went and bought it from, you know, a bookseller somewhere. But um, yeah. yeah, you can just download the PDF and read it. It's great. Go check it out. Uh, again, that book is called, oh shoot, I lost the title. Give me the full title. Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. Nice. And if you're a Disney fan, good luck. I don't know. And thanks for reminding me about Pleasure Island and how bummed I am that that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. It was it was hilarious when I read that. I was like, (laughs) that's funny because it's supposed to be in the in the future, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, that that thing didn't last very long at all. One of the weirdest times I ever had alcohol was at Pleasure Island drinking it from an ice slide in front of like a goofy dance hall or something like that. <laughs> it was like such a weird juxtaposition. They're sem- them selling alcohol and doing a uh, New Year's Eve countdown every night and all that stuff. When was yeah. that? When? How long ago did they get rid of that? Like in the 2000s, I think. it was. I went there in the 90s and it was like a... It was it was meant to compete with a neighboring like another thing in Orlando that was um, Music City, mm. and it was like a bar where you could go see country music, dancing or jazz or you know pop, rock and roll or some stuff, stuff like that. But it was yeah. this paid area, and it's now what Disney Springs is, mm-hmm. or it's yeah, now well, Disney like, Springs. And Universal has like City Walk, where they've got like yeah. their big karaoke bar, and well, that's got, true. They know. do that a similar thing, but you you would pay one price and go into this, and it was adults only after a certain time right and there were all these different nightclubs doing different um kinds of music and it was disney-fied so you had like ro- slowly rotating floors and, and lights under the floor and stuff like that it was really cool but it was so weirdly not disney so in 2015 yeah. i guess in 2015 they reopened it in orlando but made it a uh, part of their downtown disney, disney. yeah yeah so it's just yeah. a little but what zone did, did it say, does it say when that when it actually closed because i want to say it was like early 2000s uh, uh, this just this for some reason the article i'm looking at only focuses on the orlando thing so i'm not sure about the other one uh, well no it, it was orlando oh was that was, where you uh, were oh okay yeah yeah yeah. it was uh but it was a separate park uh, let's, let's see. see opened in 1989 september 2008 all of its clubs were closed there it is yep there we go. Mm-hmm. Then they so, got yeah. this. It didn't do very well because yeah. it was like, you know, like you say, it wasn't it wasn't very Disney. And I think it was back when so I think it was before they started like just saying, Okay, forget it, just serve alcohol in the parks. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and so it was that or the, you know, drink beer around the world in Epcot. In Epcot, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, that those were your choices if you wanted to drink at Disney. And now so, you get to drink weird cantina drinks in the, uh, in, on Batu in Black Spire yeah. Outpost. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. true. They've, yeah. Who knew that eventually Star Wars would be the place they would get everybody drunk? <laughs> that's awesome yeah all right well this is a good recommendation as always read this with amy uh my favorite new segment of the show it's really the only new segment of the show but still it's my favorite new one even though it's the only new one anyway hey i I love having you here (laughs) is uh why don't you tell people where they can find you and and poke you about your book ideas and stuff yeah all right so yeah um i'm red fraggle three on all the all the places on the Twitter and the Discord and the, uh, you know, the TikTok and then all that, all that stuff. Yep. Um, you know, my TikTok is mostly goofy things like my dog looking me in the face. Every once in a while, I'll post a puppet thing or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a lot of like random thoughts I have when I'm procrastinating getting up in the morning. So you see a lot of my morning bedhead <laughs> on my TikTok. So if that's something that interests you, come follow me on TikTok. Yeah, follow her. Um, you might you might be sitting on the can like me this morning and just be suddenly surprised by an Amy appearance. It's totally fine. Right? Fun. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah uh, who knows? Fantastic. It's Amy Robinson. We'll see you soon. Be safe. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I, I said be safe. I don't know why I said that. It's weird. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. All right. Be safe. We're going to do a quick news story or be two. Best. Sure. Yeah, be best. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> hey, look, it's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... I haven't heard anything from her while. I think she's back in her box. Hey, you want to learn where most of your adventure games came from? Play Retro is out, and it goes deep into the history of King's Quest and the legacy it left in its wake. Get it where podcasts are, or by going to frogpants.com slash playretro. Yeah, I'd recommend that. It's, uh... It, we had a really good time talking about that. It's it's amazing how how much influence those games had. Yeah, and it's just a lady and her husband. That's it. so crazy. I remember uh, what was the uh, Grim Fandango uh, being kind of one of the later Lucas Lucas Arts uh, point and click style. Because yeah. you you're talking about even going back to the pre point and click. Oh yeah, right? we're the, talking like eighty six, eighty five, even eighty four. The original King's Quest was a combination of both graphical and then you had to also do the tech stuff like pick up rock or throw rock Uh or whatever. Uh And then by the time four rolled around, it became, I think it was four, maybe five, it became purely point and click. But those games are so influential and games like Grim Fandango, I'm not even sure they exist without that stuff. Like, No, I don't think so. Dude, Grim Fandango. I remember uh, uh, Dungeons of Dagrath on the the TRS-80 color computer where... You had to. You had to even go further. Attack, sword, left hand, and you know, like it, it was oh, yeah. so much typing to fight something that <laughs> to kill something was like this taking forever because they could keep on attacking you yeah. while you're typing shit. Well, what I didn't yeah. know is that King's Quest had a version of the game for the Sega Master System, and it was oh really? It was weird. Like you could so instead of you having to type in stuff, yeah, you'd bring up a prompt with a button, and up top would be like twenty words. Oh, you would interesting. Choose, okay. Yeah, you would choose the word that you thought best fit the thing. And, you know, that in some ways, some would say that, well, that's a little watered down. <clears throat> you don't have all the guesswork or whatever, but I don't know. That seems a little better to me for some reason. Yeah, I would rather, for sure. I'd rather play that, I think. But anyway, it's a, it was a fascinating uh, chat. If you want to hear me and Dunaway go through it, check it out. Play retro wherever you get your shows. Okay. Super cool. Here's a story A German man 
All right. Yeah. <clears throat> he got 90 COVID shots. All right. In his body. Oh, God. Okay. To sell forged vaccine cards with real batch numbers. <laughs> so this is how you do it, right? Like most wait, wait, of the time. Wait. So he got 90 COVID <clears throat> shots. Right. So he got a thing every time he did it that says, you here's, here's, an, here's a valid uh, uh, vaccine card because you got yeah. your vaccine. That yeah. way he could give those or sell those to people and not have gotcha. them be sussed out as fake because they are. He, didn't, they, yeah. he himself didn't receive 90 shots of COVID vaccine in his arm. No, he did. He, he did. He, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh. He legit did. So here's he's alive he, to tell the tale. He's like alive to tell bad. the tale, which I think probably counters a lot of people's idea that the COVID, machine, the COVID vaccines are going to kill you. But uh, yeah. he yeah. seemed to be doing right. just fine with them. So here's what he did. According to CBS News. Uh, the name was not being released due to German pi- privacy rules, so they don't they do stuff different. Sure, uh, allegedly received various shots at a vaccine center in Saxony for months until he was caught by police this month. The suspect was caught after returning to a vaccination center for a shot a uh, second day in a row when the authorities arrived. They confiscated several blank ver- vaccination cards, according to the DPA. Uh, according to that agency, the goal is to sell the cards with real batch numbers because he had legit shots, so they so they were real. Uh, they would prevent people who did not want to get vaccines from getting uh, caught with the fake cards. They reported the man uh, was. Uh, see, I'm saying they reported that the man was not detained, but he is currently under investigation for unauthorized insurance and uh, vaccination card and document forgery. So he's in trouble either way. But Golly, he took yeah. a lot of shots, man. He is yeah, he full did. of it. Yeah, <laughs> just full of vaccine right now. Um, his his body is now that that uh, I don't know who does it. That song that goes shots, 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 shots. <laughs> he's the living embodiment of that song now. Of that song, yes, he's the German human equivalent of that song. So if he's got everybody, <laughs> uh, if I were him, look, I'm not. You know, the vaccines are great. Everyone get them. I don't know if you get ninety. So maybe go get that yeah. looked at and just make sure yeah. you're all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, what the what the end result, maybe nothing. Maybe maybe it's just redundant, you know, because your body's like, all right, well, uh, thanks for the immune. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Well, whatever. I mean, it's probably redundant is my guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you're not doing right. it all in one sitting, you're probably not going to die. Right. But, but two days in a row, three days in a row. I mean, geez, like. Yeah. But I kind of want to tell my anti-vax friends. I'm like, hey, did you hear about this German guy? Got 90 of them. Yeah, you know what their argument is? Well, yeah, it just proves that the, they do nothing. Yeah, then they'll use it's that. Just like uh, a sa- like a saline shot, basically. Yeah, okay, so get it then if it's just saline. Oh well, no, because they're putting chips in. They always have a reason, don't they? <laughs> they do. Yes, exactly. They always yeah. have an effing reason. There's no, there's no telling those people. No, You're not gonna. You yeah. can't convince them. What's convince? Look, anybody who puts uh, paints on their car, um. I will not take your shot in a giant syringe <clears throat> piece of art on their car and their mm-hmm. truck. If you've taken the time, money, and effort to do that to your vehicle, mm-hmm. I'm not going to convince you of freaking no. anything. No, exactly. Yeah, you're you're too far gone. You're way too too gone. far gone down the down the hole. Yeah, like if you if you went out and got an actual tattoo on your forehead that says "I'm not taking your vaccine," there's no you're done. Mm-hmm. Everyone, t- stop trying to tell that guy what to do. He's not going to do it. Anyway, that's our uh, that's our news Jeez. for today. We got a lot more, but we'll save it uh, okay. for now. We got to get Wendy in here and uh, make some 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 noise about her coming to Vegas. <laughs> make some sweet therapy. <clears throat> make some sweet therapeutic noise. <laughs> that's all coming up in a second. But we need a song. Do you have one? Yeah. So I'm having a hard time descri- like figuring out how to compare this band. Like a little bit, maybe a little Flaming Lips. A little bit. Um, 
who's the band that did Lumineers maybe a little bit? It's it's they're they're so I don't know, hard to describe. They are a Melbourne cult pop mystique, Ooh. is the way they describe themselves. Okay. Uh Dorsal Fins. They have a brand new song called Criminal. The uh, rest of the album comes out uh, May 13th on their album Star of the Show, courtesy of Dot Dash Recordings and Remote Control Records. Uh, this is the song Criminal. It is not a cover of Fiona Apple. It's a different song called Criminal. So, you know, don't be a bad, bad girl. Um, this is uh, <laughs> this is the band Dorsal Fins. All right. We'll be right back. Just a story I heard, I swear it's true, but I can't confirm. It might have been a warning sign about the deep in what you find. Fishing round and gambling with the things you shouldn't touch or try to give. If you don't want to catch the curse for life, then don't be dressing for divination tonight.
you understand me? I'm only a head, and you're whatever you are. Together we're strong. I like hot dogs. They're my favorite. The Morning Stream. Am I still here? Hello? All right, we're back. Hey, who is that weird band again? That weird band you just heard is a band called Dorsal Fins out of uh, Melbourne, Australia. That's their song Criminal coming out on their brand new album, their third album, by the way, Star of the Show, which comes out Friday the 13th of May. <gasps> Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, no. You're going to get stabbed under the bed while you're with your By a hockey mask guy. Yeah. That's how they get yeah, you. Or his mom. Yeah. Yeah, or his mom for the whole first movie and never see Spoiler alert. Guy. Yeah. I think some people, they may see that first movie and go, wait a minute, where's Jason? Like, this movie's not Jason. There's no hockey mask right. in it. It doesn't make right. any sense. But then later it does. Yeah. Did you ever see that new one they made? The kind of nope. remake? Okay. Nope. I haven't seen, the only Friday the 13th <clears throat> movies I've seen are ones for film sex. So if we haven't seen it, if we've only seen it for film sack, those are the only ones I've seen. I feel like we should try that one just to see what the modern take I, is. You know, I agree. Yeah, for sure. 2013 or 12 or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, J.C. Sure. Calhoun says they, he doesn't even get the hockey mask until the third film. Really? Is, is that, that true? true? I didn't one even think about that. Oh, weird. That's I thought he had it in the first one. No? That's freaking weird. Oh, well, I guess the mom has the hockey mask in the first Does film. Does she? Right? Or no, thought, is there, is there, there no was, hockey mask? I thought there, there was no hockey mask in the first one, but the second one I thought there was. Ah, we gotta do our research. Boring. Ah, this is boring, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay. <laughs> Very boring. Um, all right, before we get to anything else here, it's my sister, Wendy, real therapist, comes and does stuff on here and helps you guys with your problems and all that, runs the Real Steps program, which uh, you heard Amy raving about earlier in the show. Uh, apparently, Wendy, are you coming? You're not. Are you coming to Vegas? What's your? What are you no. doing? Okay. I'm not. You didn't invite me. That's what no, everyone says. I, is bad. <laughs> I, I, I could have sworn. I'll invite you. We have an open door policy for Wendy Dunford. She can come to anything, anytime, you, anywhere. You need more. You got to do more than that. You I can't know just that, say, but she's my sister. Oh, hey, I don't think of these things. I don't like my yeah, doors. My door is always open. Huh? Why aren't the neighbors ever coming over for wine? I told them my door is always open. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Brian, can I read you Scott's words when I said, uh, let, me just, let me go back. I'll he, he said what he thought he said, which if he said this, this is just great. Too. Yeah, let me hear it. I'd like to hear it. Okay. I don't you remember said, what I said. So I was in town and I was talking to your sister and your wife and they're like, yeah, are you coming to um, Nerd Tech? Whatever. No, you don't call it Nerd Tech. It's call? just Vegas. Team is Vegas. Yeah. And no, Kim was inviting Misha. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, Kim probably oh, assumed wow. that you and I had had all the conversations we'd need to to arrange anything that would happen. And so, <laughs> exactly. So I said, Hey, Kim, mentioned y'all are going to Vegas for TMS. Am I supposed to come? And you said, We're doing the Vegas thing again. You're not quote supposed to come per se, but of course, we'd never be sad when you're there. <laughs> See, wow. that's, that's so my that's, bad you're way. you not supposed to come? No, my point was, like, I didn't want you to feel pressure that you had to go. Like, that. see, that's that's me worried that you wouldn't want to go, so I don't want to, like, go, oh, 
This is probably a whole episode. We could talk about this. Can I just we make could, something yeah. clear? It is snowing today. <laughs> like, I am happy to yeah, come to how, Vegas at how any good point. Would it, you know what? I'm inviting you, Wendy. Please Thank come you, to Brian. Vegas. Yeah, you're I officially a, invited. A, you're always invited. This was not me going. I have a game that I could in, in, in involve you in that you would absolutely love. Yeah. So. This is me okay. saying, listen, I can tell you exactly what that text is. That's me going... Oh, I don't, I don't want her. I don't want her to feel like she. Yeah, yeah, I don't want her to feel obligated. But I would love it. And, and chat's right. Words matter. I did a bad job. Okay, everybody, yeah. I did a bad job. <laughs> I'll tell a really quick story. This uh, we went to a restaurant uh, a couple weeks ago. It was me, Tina, and the crazy neighbors, and um, great Italian restaurant. And and we sat down. They brought us bread and the the oil and vinegar stuff that you dip in and all that. Yeah. Um, they brought us four pieces. We went through that fairly quickly. And then um, she came by to say, "Hey, uh, your food's on the way. Can I get you guys anything else? Do you need refills on your drinks or anything like that?" And I said. Well, I wouldn't say no to more bread. And I said it like that in a nice little playful way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she said, well, you could ask. <laughs> See? And I was like, I was thinking, I was saying it in a very like, oh, you know, I wouldn't say no, no to more bread. Like I wasn't saying it like a snotty, like, you know, Karen, like, you know, I wouldn't say no if you were to bring us more bread. Yeah, I know. That wasn't the way, that wasn't your tone. Yeah. But, yeah, but I love I th- that the, the wait staff is requiring assertiveness these days. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, she I walked away. And I, this, Brian. Yeah. She walked away and I said, you know, we should stiff her on the tip. And if she gives us any grief, we should have said, well, you could have asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bottom line is uh, that we all ate spit that day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom yeah, line. Here, here are the two truths. <laughs> the, here are the two truths we're going to move forward with. The number one truth is Wendy is always invited to everything she ever wants to do with TMS. The second truth is I should still go out of my way to say, hey, did you want to come this year to this thing? Like I yeah, could have done both And for things. good reason, because I don't listen to the show. I no, don't I know. know. I know. Of course. I know. I just take it for granted. So uh, uh, I shouldn't do that. Uh, so the so, so here's the truth. In, in front of everybody, and it's probably, I don't know what the short notice does, but you're invited to Vegas if you'd like to come. That's it. Yeah. We've done it. Right. So now you can decide and you can, you know, whatever. And then we'll, and, you know, we'll see what and happens. Zoe Brings Bacon is coming through Minneapolis. She could actually just pick you up and yeah. bring you yeah. with her <laughs> in a suitcase even. Yeah. Totally. She'll check all you right. at baggage claim. A crate. <laughs> put you in a crate. Um, all right. Let's get to today's deal. Uh, we, we got an email and this I've actually had for a couple of weeks. Um, not that we've been avoiding it, but uh, it's it's time. It's time to read this one. So we're going to get some advice. And I kind of forgot what the context was, but I'll read it and figure it out as I do it. Here it is. Hey, Scott, Brian, and hopefully Wendy. Hey, good news. <laughs> Wendy's here. Uh, I would love and could very much use some advice. I'm an elementary school teacher who has taken on quite a lot this year. In addition to teaching in a public school during a pandemic, I've coached multiple clubs and teams. I tutor kids after school weekly. I'm the vice president of the PTO. What is the PTO? Parents. Teacher organization. 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 Yeah. Is it usually association? Uh, some places say PTA. Okay, that's what I was used to. Like, is in like Harper Valley say that? They Got say it. that in the Harper Valley. Yeah, they do say that in the Harper Valley PTA. <laughs> uh, and I am taking, sorry, I'm taking four grad school courses to earn an additional license endorsement. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Recently, it's I've decided lot. to move to Costa Rica to teach in a school there, which is certainly not where my problem began. But when it became uh, unmanageable, the sheer amount of planning and preparation needed to complete this move, in addition to the emotional tolls it has taken, has been difficult. While I do not have a lot of family, and the ones I have are not particularly close to me, I do have a grandmother I care very much about who is not in a great place health-wise. I'm also very fond of my school, my students, and the community I have built. I serve in a Title I school, 
What's the title one? What does that mean? Yeah, that means uh, they need federal funding. Okay. Sort of lower income it's lower stuff like income that. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like that one you were always doing stuff for when you were yeah. here. The okay. That was title one school. Uh, where the majority of my kiddos are all in high. Uh, Hard situations. There are two kids in particular that I'm worried about and I've had feelings of guilt as I feel uh, on some level I'm abandoning them. This has been a major impact in my sleep schedule, eating habits, both losing and gaining weight quickly. I'm typically only a social drinker. I'll normally have a beer if I'm at a restaurant, but uh, typically I never have any in the house, something that has changed recently. I realize uh, these as or I recognize these as coping mechanisms, but not the ones I'd like to be using. Advice, I could, I believe I could use much of it. I'm a daily listener. I love the show. Honestly, uh, do not think I would have made it through everything the last two years have brought had it not been for the daily laughs you guys have given. Keep it up and thank you. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Oh, thanks. Um, is he invited to TMS? Anytime. In yep, everyone is, it's all implied. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Uh, so the door is the door to Vegas is open, wide <laughs> open. Yeah, the go, the gate never closes. Um, so uh, where do you want to start with this? It, I'm uh, I I feel like everybody can feel a little bit of this one, you know. Yeah. No matter sure. who they are or what they're doing, because there's I can definitely you know I can relate to a lot of this, but uh, I feel like we're supposed to everyone's supposed to be getting out of this now, and it's hard. Really? Yeah. I think I think they feel like they're supposed to. I feel oh, like people yeah. are supposed yeah, to be yeah. like, oh, but well, now's the time we shake off the last couple of years and we when we, we mm-hmm. stride out there and, you know, offices are having people come back and, uh, you know, there was a big hubbub over at Blizzard. They were going to have all their employees back, but they were going to stop requiring vaccines and then they did a walkout and it's all this big gnarly mess. And anyway, so there's like this weird like we're open, let's go and. Also, we all are wounded. Yeah, we're all a little messed up, and nobody wants to acknowledge it, it feels like. We all want to complain about it and talk about it. We just want to pretend the last two years didn't happen and had no effect on us and just keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't think anybody listening or here at the table hasn't had some impact like this. So so what are you as the professional here doing to help people do this, or even yourself? Like, how? what, what, what should this person do? Yeah, this is, you're right, it's, it feels incredibly universal. Um, and it, it's actually, I think the expectation, like you were saying to, you know, brush yourself up, get going, do some new things, get back to the hustle or whatever is, is really a huge part of the problem. It's like any of us, if you're injured, you don't want your ankle to be janky for the next six months, but it is. And so you, you know, you can do things like go too fast. I mean, I, I think the physical injury example is really apt because it, it's we've all been there, right? We've all hurt ourselves somewhat and then go to do our regular life and it's impeded and think, well, uh, you know, this should be faster or, you know, whatever it might be, right? So I, I think it's very similar in the sense of a, um, there's some emotional wounds and fatigue and burnout and, you know, very little acknowledgement from sort of a lot of sources that that could maybe lead the way in acknowledging this, you know, like, I mean, I don't know, every company is going to be a little bit different, but anywhere anyone works, you know, how are they handling this? It sounds like this guy's an overachiever, right? Does a lot of things and maybe always can do a lot of things. Yeah. In perfect times or when everything's great and you're feeling emotionally stable, this is, this is somebody who's very motivated and, 
He's yeah, doing really cool stuff, stuff making a difference. Yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Most of us prior to maybe this moment haven't stopped and thought about why we hustle so much. Mm. Like where, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, I said this to a client the other day uh, who is a foodie and the, her partner is not a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I said this statement and I even think I laugh about it now because I, I don't know if I even thought it through really, but I think it's true. Like there's not a, there's no foodie who's not a foodie for a reason, or there's no avid, um, cyclist who's not an avid cyclist for a reason. Like there are, there, there's something behind even our hobbies, right. Or even behind our, you know, what we, what we lean towards or what we do. And not to say everything is some damaged childhood reason, but sometimes it is yeah. or you're in a culture sometimes maybe that wasn't the case your childhood was like full of fun and play and then the adult world requires things of you will sort of train you for this and then here you are flying on a treadmill a million miles an hour and you've never really thought why and so i would start just a brief real quick question to this person of like What's up with you doing a hundred million things? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking as one person who does a million things to another, yeah. like it's not easy to figure this out sometimes. And, and often it's a treatment for other things. It can be right. Like the world's falling apart and I can help these little kids and then I can take this class and I can do this. Like you can feel this need to do all of these things. Um, and at a certain stage in life, no pandemics involved you know, maybe that the energy to do so was always there, right? Yeah. And so you just have built an identity around it. This is who I am. This is the good that I do. But maybe not sort of filling the full range of emotions or experiences related to that kind of life. So the saying goodbye to move to another place and do good work somewhere else, you know, what does that grief, is that grief denied, grief delayed? That's That's some of what I'm hearing is mm-hmm. that, there's a lot of feelings. There's some burnout, and then there's a lot of feelings, and he's treating it with things that he would rather not be, like more alcohol, you know, just like coping, managing, handling it all, not emotionally, but by escaping. And that's very, very common. That's also incredibly universal, right? Which is feels bad, don't feel it escape it. But I have no time because I have 4,000 things to do to really feel. Yeah. So that's an important question. So, so I'll pose it to both of you. Have either of you, you, you can plead the fifth, but have either of you taken time to grieve, I don't know, aspects of your life or society or norms or feelings of safety or, you know, like if, we just felt any of that. Like the war in Ukraine is this great example of like, like if you really stop and think about that and not flip to the next thing mm-hmm. on your phone that will right. make the you laugh. news you know? article or, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So just, just generally, do you guys feel like you've done that sometime in the last two years? No, I'm terrible at I, it. I definitely haven't. I've, I've said, I've basically been saying, ah, that thing on the horizon is when this is all over and I'm only looking forward to that. And I'm not looking back at what has happened to my life in the last two years. Yeah. I do the same thing with like, um, well, I have two questions about this, so I'll get to that in a second. But I, uh, 
actually, it's not that different than your invitation to Vegas, to be honest. It's like, I'm <laughs> nervous. Like if somebody, if I wanted to interview somebody, I used to be able to go, Hey, Christian Nairn, you want to come on again? Let's talk. Let's just mm-hmm. see how things are going for you. Now, if I was to, you know, poke Christian Nairn about his new show, that pirate thing he's doing on HBO, mm-hmm. he would absolutely say yes and come on the sh- come on and talk. But I'm having a hard time asking because I don't want to put anybody out right now. <laughs> you just say my Zoom is always open. Yeah, my come Zoom is by. always open. You're never not invited to come talk. <clears throat> but 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 honestly, that is what that is. That's yeah, what I did yeah. with Wendy. I was yeah. like, I don't want to bug Wendy. I don't. I know she's as right. busy as busy as anybody else. Or I don't want to bug Tom. Or I don't want to. You know, I already had a little bit of this when like I would invite big wigs to come to Nerdtacular. It'd be like, hey, Chris Metzen, do you want to come? You totally can say no. You know, I'm having that attitude about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and really. And then even when he said yes and was like exuberantly, yeah, I'm totally coming. That'd be awesome. I still would be like, does he really want to come? Is this really why? Why would you want to? Like I do that all the time anyway. But man, is that like turned up to ten? So is that turned up to ten because you yourself feel burnout? You can relate to like if if a bunch of people started asking you for things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think that's part of it. Is a flip of what you're experiencing? That's a part of it because you, you feel like, well, they probably feel like me. And if they feel like me, they don't want to be bugged right now. You know? Right. Like there's right. a little bit of that. Um, the question I had for you was like the war in Ukraine in particular. Um, you said, has anybody, have, has anybody taken time to quote unquote grieve over that? And I know what you mean. It's, it's, the, it's the royal grieve. Like we're not talking about, yeah. you know, somebody died in your family, but this like this bigger kind of grieving. Um I don't know how to, I think, because all I could do is say, well, that next Fred and Can comic I'm going to draw, Fred's going to wear a, a shirt that has uh, Ukrainian flag colors on it because that's how I'll deal with it because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you kind of right. feel like yeah. you don't know what yeah. to do about stuff that big that's out of your control. If anything, the last five years for me have been um, me trying to figure out a way to to not want to feel like I need to control everything all the time. Mm-hmm. especially stuff is completely out of my reach. And so I don't, but then I don't, that's not grieving. That's me trying to come to terms with what I can control or can't control, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I guess to answer your question, no, <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I'm not sure we, I'm not sure I know how or I'm as equipped to do it as, as I can, because how, what am I actually supposed to do? I gave money. I did, uh, you know, the things you can do for when the Ukraine mm-hmm. thing broke mm-hmm. out and, all that, but what else can I do? I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, the conundrum, right? Because there are lots of people in various positions to do things. I, so a lot of my clientele are connected to international organizations and, you know, the UN in particular and some others where, you know, they are boots on the ground doing the, the, the good work and like, feel the exact same way. So it, it's like a, a relative problem, right? Like, cause no one can actually do the thing they would hope to do, which is stop the destruction and death. And that, you know, like, I, I don't, I, I, I think the, what to, I, what can I do is it's a very human thing if, to be faced with our limitations and our desires and they don't match. Right. But I, I think this, there's another piece to this and that is historically, in fact, I was talking to a friend's teenage daughter about 
news consumption and how she'll have conversations about climate change just walking around with her friends. I was eavesdropping on Abe the other day, having a conversation with friends uh, on the phone about ethics. And if he chooses to go to law school, he has to deal with the idea that he could put someone innocent in jail and vice versa. And how do you handle that dilemma? And I'm like, what the freak is wrong with kids today? (laughs) Right? They're just so intense. And as we were talking, I joke that I would never have had that conversation as a junior in high school. And the reality is I had to go find a paper and spend the time to flip through it to have a clue of something to think about outside of the sphere of my control, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas these kids every minute have access to everything outside of their sphere of control. So they they are in this conundrum as children. What can I do about a thing? And that's why they do such beautiful things, right? Because they're not encumbered by all the other crap you you know, layer on yourself as an adult. Um, and yet they're also just as powerless. Right. And so I think this is a universal experience is our worlds have gotten so big. We can hear about the saddest thing 7,000 miles away that we can do nothing about maybe send some money. And that's the, the, the most we can do. Yeah. And then we got to go live our life and with all the problems that are contained therein. Right. So it is, it's extending us way past our limitations, I think. And so going back to the email, I, I don't, I don't know why they're involved in all, all this cool stuff. It sounds awesome. Like I'm sure there's lots of positive feedback like I'm giving right now. Like that's amazing. Keep it up. We need you to not burn out, please. Um, but I think the same sort of uh, recipe applies, which is what are we actually doing to manage that this stuff is way bigger and heavier than our psyches are built to handle. And so I know lots of people experience this where they think, well, I can't not know. Not knowing almost feels like a betrayal, right? I can't not read about it. That's my way of doing something. And, and it is a small form of doing something. Um, and, and yet sort of, you know, all the things around you. And it sounds like this person is literally putting their time and energy to the people around him, to the kids who will grow up to be the adults, you know, like the tutoring and the helping these kids specifically who need these mentoring situations. Like that is boots on the ground, real stuff that has real consequences in real life in his community. And you run out of steam. Um, And so it's kind of, I feel like a combo of things. And so I would suggest taking a few hot minutes to, to think about, what is real reasons of, of doing these things are, right? Some of it may be, you know, I got, I was neglected a bit as a kid. I, teachers either helped me or didn't help me. Some, something that sort of stems back from, you know, how you grew up. And it can be positive or negative. It doesn't have to be negative, right? But just that sort of re-tapping into the fire, right? That what, what drives you, what motivates you, and then, at the same time, which none of us are good at, literally none of us, is to grieve in the moment the things that need grieving. So I recommend, and I've talked about this before on the show, but like scheduling grief because we're not going to mm. do it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. set up a time. Concept. Yeah. And <laughs> How's four o'clock for yeah, you? Well, you? I feel four. good about that grieving <laughs> time. Yes, that's, that's good. good. Well, I've got that a meeting, but I could do it, it around 4.10, 4.15. You think we could do it then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you just get ready. You get yeah. a piece of paper, you get a pen. You start to write the things 
that you're going to miss, right? Or the things that you are scared of, the things you wish you had control over, but you don't. Those are all ways to find grief, what you need to grieve, where you have no power, where you have concern and no influence, right? And then also what wonderful things have you built that you have to walk away from in order to go somewhere else and build some more wonderful things, right? Like it's all good. And sometimes there's bad things in there too, but we have to grieve good things too. Or what happens is it's like the tank just is full and full and full and full till it spills over. And then Mm. you're watching like a state farm commercial and you're sobbing and you don't know why, you know, or you're drinking too much and you're bringing alcohol in your home, which is not a thing you've ever really done before or needed to. And you know, sort of the writings on the wall that you're neglecting something. I, it saddens me to no end to hear that some kid in junior high is talking about all these adult things and not when I was in junior high was what, Oh, the evening news said something about Iran kidnapped a bunch of Americans Anyway, get your bike. We're yeah. going to go catch snakes by the river. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. are we, are we, Greta, Greta Thunberg has just ruined it for everyone. Really. Yeah. It's really her. She's the it's first teenager. Fault. But are they going problem. to, are they going to, <laughs> is this going to be good for them in the long run and good for the world in the long run? If you had to predict, or is this going to be bad? Cause they are well, being I, stripped of those, I, like of that, of that carefreeness. Not that everyone has that. I, maybe that's part of the okay. illusion problem, but it but is. that carefreeness that can be childhood and instead it's being replaced with nonstop. Oh my gosh, my future, the climate, this, that, the other, like, I, I don't know. They should have to deal with those things, of course, at some point, but are we stripping them from this like joyous time that they should be having? I don't know. Yes, don't know. absolutely. But there's no way around it unless you, you know, hide them in a hole yeah. and then that you have other problems because you've done that. Right. Um, I, I do. I, I, on one hand, it's, it's, very disheartening and sad that that's the reality. And then on the other, like it's kind of going to be amazing and I don't know how or where or how that's going to look. But I also just think it'll, it'll shift because it has to, I mean, we're not looking at great numbers at the moment. I mean, you know, kids really struggling with mental health stuff in their adolescent years used to be, you know, one out of 10 kids would be, diagnosed with anxiety or depression we're up to four kids out of ten it's a lot that is a huge jump yeah. Yeah. and for very good reason because if if you think you have this feeling like all right covid's over let's time to get back to my you know running real fast on the in the rat race the kids have the exact same experience with missing two enormous developmental social years of their life some of them you know where they are just like been, you know, they're more introverted. They're a little more nervous. Anxiety is up. It's hard to do the things that, you know, getting back to normal feels like a, a big stretch. Um, so Adam has had to go back into his, into the office just this last week or two. Mm. And, you know, he's, we, we talk about it a lot. Just like, what does that feel like to, you know, is to see people and be around them. And there's like such good stuff that comes from that. Yeah. But it's also just taxing. It's taxing to get in your car and drive 20 minutes. It's taxing to, you know, worry about running out of gas again. Or it's, ta- you know, like whatever the thing is that, you know, getting dressed, wearing pants, wearing actual pants. Yeah, pants. Takes a lot out of people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I, yeah. I think what we're not great at, and we could go through all of the, the history of the United States of America to show 
case after case where we do not collectively work together very well. Mm. We can do some things. It has to be short-lived though, right? Oh yeah, it has to be 9-11 or World War II or... Uh, yeah. yeah, it and, has to be like that. And World War II would have been very different if we had the internet. <laughs> oh like, yeah, hell yeah. Like all the things that used to maybe unify required ignorance on the part of most of us and just to see ourselves on one side of a team, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but what what that is, that's fight. That's like go to war. That's like rally everyone to to action and aggression versus, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, let's talk about how sad we are and let some things go or work through that, you know, in, in whatever. Some way, like we, in some ways, it's, it's, it's antithetical to that, to that rah-rah thing that we do when we're, when we all got to go fight. Yeah. So when and, you say, and well, that feels yeah. good. That is like a tasty snack, like, yes, anger. Yeah. Oh. Right, and then right. this is like, can I allow the feelings of change, loss, difference, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. or just even that, the before times are gone for you. And they may be other people. I mean, if you think of why there's many people who have been very resistant to things, some of it is just resistant to change, resistant to, I don't want to feel all these things I'm feeling. So everyone else must be losing their collective minds and I'm stable. Like it's about stabilizing ourselves. And, yeah. and so I have this new rule, no matter what you said or did in the last two years, I'm giving people, and this is personal. I don't, it's not like I have some tribunal for any public figure because I don't give a crap what most of them do or say, but personally that it's just a free card. Like it, you know, it's one thing if it keeps going, that's a different story, but this is in your height of absolute distress. You said some really janky things that are like, okay, going to take a break, right? Like I've just found that I I don't want to be held to a tight account for the way I have handled the last two years either in the sense of, you know, nobody, nobody saw that coming in the same and doesn't know what to do with it. You know, like, you know what else, you know what else we're really bad at culturally is forgiveness. We're pretty bad at that. Yeah. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I take, I take your point and agree. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Point is this, that, that we, if we can't do that for other people, guess what? We're also not doing for ourselves that same kind of compassion. Right. And that's ultimately what I want the emailer to think about is how to be compassionate with himself about what is taking place. So you, he heard both us, all three of us say, Whoa, you're doing a lot. Okay. If you're like, no, I'm not. Okay. That's weird. If you're like, I can do more. Okay. Also weird. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. or if you're like, yeah, I am doing a lot. Right. You need some acknowledgement. Like we, we react to certain things for a reason. You're a foodie for a reason. There is something you are, you know, responding to whatever the stimulus is, you're responding to it for a reason. And so it's about just being a little more curious as to that reason. And, and then imagine this is a friend of yours. And they're about to make this big change and they're, they're going to inevitably lose, lose touch with some of these kids who could really use mentors. Like they're going to be heartbroken. What, how would you treat them? And, and then flip it, treat yourself to some of the things you would treat a, a friend you cared about too. Yeah. So a break, um, number one, Yeah. Um, you know, sort of 
A not, massive, not massive bowl of ice over. cream. No. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? There's a massive bowl of ice cream, but maybe not. Maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> or just like yeah. if you're having a massive bowl of ice cream or drinking one too many beers, like it's okay, mm. right? Mm. Like it's okay. This Forgive is, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a process. A te- it's temporary, but this isn't a hold your breath till you get through it and jump into the next thing and be fine. That's what burnout is, everybody, is that you haven't done any of the things as you go along that you need to do, and then eventually it catches up, right? So this would look like, you know, really giving yourself a chance to to be sad about these things, to feel the loss. It will come. It'll maybe overwhelm you during your grief hour, and it will fade, but it's like cleaning out the penthouse you have to do it do you feel like we're in the uh do you feel like we're in the middle of the short fuse phase because i do like oh it's been a long time of the short fuse well true but i mean that fuse i feel like it's shorter than ever i've I've had more in the last i don't know two months experiences with friends and family where someone's just at the edge or Um, i pop off or kim's uh, uh, you know uncharacteristically quick to be mad at the dog or something like just these moments that are like, Whoa, this is not us like normally like this. This yeah. is we've, we've hit some weird new, new phase of this where the fuse is like right up next to the big dumb bomb that Daffy duck's about to throw uh-huh. and it's going to explode yeah, in no, our face. And my bill's going to go that way. Uh, yeah. And it fluctuates with different communities, right? Like I'm out in Salt Lake and there's not a mask to be found. And then I come back and there's still masks. Half the people in grocery stores are masked and, Kids are still, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's a strange flip back and forth of, you know, so every community is kind of at a different pace or doing things differently or, you know, fuses are different lengths for different reasons. And so, you know, but, you know, within families, I mean, I am home alone today. Do you guys know how long it has been since I'm the only <laughs> one in my house? Oh, it I is love that. I love that feeling. Strange, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's kind of nice, but there is this. That that bittersweet that there always is in life, which is like, oh, I kind of miss everyone. And then the second they're home, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't. Never yeah. mind. I take it back. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just that sort of like gentleness with your emotional life, right? Like, so, you know, I, I've often thought when people are just like, oh, I couldn't do your job. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe you couldn't. I don't know. It's that I have to have had to figure out how to have different boundaries and lines in my life. And you hear a lot of things, you stop thinking they're that scary, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for this guy, he is he's doing something active to help people who really deserve it and need it and will benefit from it. Like that is a gift and a calling and it's amazing. But if you do not take care of yourself and find those boundaries and allow yourself to feel when you need to, you know, it, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just not a long-term option. You'll just burn out. And that's, you know, people in any service industry, first responders, lots of folks, you just can't do it forever if you haven't figured out either how to shut your entire emotional system down or learn how to really care for yourself. Yeah, you know? sure. So I'd encourage him to do that. All right. Well, I'd, I would encourage everybody to figure that out if I you can. Because we all got some, you know, version of this going on, I think, and... I know I do. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I feel like I'm at this place where I go. I actually want someone who is like, 
never felt better to write in. <laughs> yeah, who is that person? Who is that? Right? I don't know. Do you think this they exist? The pandemic was the best thing <laughs> ever happened in my life. Yeah, there's somebody somewhere. Some, I mean, just sheer numbers says someone's like this. And you know what they there, are? They're there's probably, probably in, an introvert who, you know, yeah. who really likes the isolation and, and now doesn't feel pressure from society to go out there and be around people and, and probably stuff like that. or there's probably yeah. some like out of touch you know fine. tribe in central america somewhere where somebody <laughs> they have no idea that any of this is even going on and yeah. they're just happy so email us uh, isolated yeah. tribe in south america <laughs> yeah can you know. let us know we'd love to hear from you a We'd text. like to ruin your life by introducing you yeah. introduce them to all these problems we have sure. um yeah. all right well uh Best of luck to this uh, listener. It sounds like you got a lot going on. You also sound like a real cool dude. You're up to yeah, some good work, and for sure, I think that's that's awesome. Use your support system too. I was I forgot to say that earlier. Just like you know, rely on your community. You're probably a helper everywhere you go and a doer, and so lots of people congregate around you who like to be helped and done for. Yeah. And then there are those who are just as capable as you, but don't know you need it. So you gotta you gotta ask sometimes. Yeah. Ask and, and, and then you'll be the person who can, you know, you'll, you'll be just that many steps further. So when somebody else is where you are now, they'll, they can look to you and find that same support. So we wish you the best and uh, let us know how things go, uh, especially if you end up in Costa Rica. I'm really curious how that'll go for you. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. I suggest we do Costa Rica TMS next time. T- live right. uh, Viva go. TMS Costa Rica. Never been. Still worked. The yeah. Viva still works. I don't think I've ever been. <laughs> Yeah, the Viva, the Viva still works because, you know, you find us any kind of lo- sort of Latin America, you know, location. <laughs> exactly. We yes. can put the Viva in there. So there right. you go. And really those paper towels are available everywhere. So we could do it anywhere we want. Viva TMS <laughs> London works. We just bring Viva paper towels. Yeah, it'll be fine. Viva, the brand you know you know to love or something. Yes. Uh, Wendy, it's always a pleasure. You're welcome to Vegas. If you'd like to come, just let us know. <laughs> will not be sad if I'm there. Yeah, I will not be sad. Yes. No, I will I be sad. Say, I wouldn't say no to Wendy coming yeah. to Vegas. I do this with everybody. Are you sure you want to go? That's how I answer people. If it makes you feel better, uh, Wendy, he didn't invite me either. I kind of had to invite myself. Yeah, Brian, oh. I haven't even talked to Brian about coming to Vegas, but I just, you know, I make all these assumptions. <laughs> Uh, am I yeah. even going? I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Scott, do you have a plane ticket? Are I have a driving? no. We're driving, but we have to because I've got all the room? swag and everything. We got hotel room. Everything's all okay. set. You know, because hey, my wife's involved, so she takes care of all the things that need to have happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, have a great week and may um, may. Uh, uh, who who'd you tell me was it Abe that was talking about lawyer stuff or no? Yeah. Oh, was it Abe? Tell, the tell, ethical dilemma he's facing at 16. He needs to go play a video game or something. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he's fine. He does. If he <laughs> wants to get online, you let me let me know and we'll 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 work it out. Uh, you'll, it's, you'll, tell, you'll show him an ethical dilemma. Yeah, I'll give him an ethical <laughs> dilemma. Do you save the princess or not? That's what we'll do. That's right. it. Uh, Wendy, yeah. have a good one and uh, good luck. Oh, and realsteps.org, everybody read up on it. They're not. It's not open for new people yet, but when it is, uh, you're going to want to check that out because uh, Carter and I are going to jump in this next season. And uh, I guess you don't call them seasons, but whatever they are. Oh, we're going to call it a season now that you said that. A it's new a season. phase. Uh, we're looking forward to it, though. It's Wendy Dunford, everyone. We'll see you next Bye, time. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Now. Bye-bye. Okay, well, I, I can't find her on here. Why? What's going on? That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Tom never does that. No, he never does when I, when I lose. Yeah. The problem is I commented in the film sack group and then left it there and then forgot 
wait a minute, why isn't Wendy on this list? Oh, <laughs> hey, Wendy. So you almost pulled Brian. You almost hung up on Brian and Randy without them even being part of the. Call. Yeah, and I can't do that. That would not yeah. be cool. Uh, that's it for the show. Big thanks. Hey, Brian, how, uh, Coverville yeah. today? I want to. I want to know what's going on there. What are you oh, doing? Oh, there will be a Coverville today. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Elton John, who looks like Scott's mom, just celebrated his seventy uh, fifth birthday, and so of course we've got to have a tribute to Reginald Dwight or Rocket Man or uh, Captain Fantastic or was he the brown dirt cowboy? I can't remember. Mm. But covers by folks like, uh, let's see, Taron Edgerton, of course, Mumford and the Sons, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, uh, Ninja Sex Party, and um, Kevin Gilbert, all going to be featured on today's episode. Plus, one of the weirdest instrumental versions you're ever going to hear of the song Daniel. You'll oh. just have to tune in to see what it is. Okay. I'm very curious. His old work, I love all of it. Yes. Anything yes. in the 80s, I hated. Yeah, anything post, uh, you know, like, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Like, yeah. It's just a bad time. I'm still standing. I'm still, sacrifice. Oh, I hate I'm still standing so much. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? It's like before that, everything is brilliant. Oh, and then for, for sure. Uh, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, and uh, Love Lies Bleeding, and yeah. uh, Rocket Man, of course. And, yeah, they're oh, classic, man. amazing, incredible I will, songs. I, I will say that just about everything, with the exception of a cover of Sacrifice that's really good, everything is early um, uh, early Elton John. I'm even not, I, I'll, I'll fully admit, I'm not a fan of the song Crocodile Rock. Sorry. No, not, Sorry. not don't it, like it, that you one. Know, unfriend me, if you want. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. But then, Benny and the Jets, uh, Take Me to the Pilot, Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Those are all freaking amazing. Are Don't let the so sun good. go down on me. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah. T-A, I don't know, pack, pack my flight, free fly. How's that go? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> my brain just farted. Now I, can, yeah, I can think of the next line. Zero hour, 9 a.m. Yeah, because I just watched, I just rewatched the free flight. Free flight. There it is. I just watched that the Shatner thing again, and I and I and then yeah. I couldn't remember it. Uh, that was bad. All right, we're out of here. Patreon.com/slash/tms. Uh, please support us. We'd love it. We need it. Uh, we we must have it. Uh, we, if we don't have it, we're done. So get in there. Patreon.com/slash/tms. Hey Brian, uh, I can't leave unless I have a song. So you we got, really can't. Yeah. And how about how about something that's seven minutes long? Is it a dream theater song? You're asking yourself. No, it's not. But uh, might as well be. Uh, Matthew wrote in and said, Morning, Shy Guy and Bullet Bill. Back Aww. in 2020, I changed jobs and got my dream job in accounting. Two weeks after I started the UK, went into a national lockdown. Mm. The end result being my new employer deciding to exercise their right to terminate my contract as I was still in my trial period. Boo. Uh, the result of that is that I took a cooking addictive... Oh, no, I took... I took, oh, I took to cooking addictive chemicals that make people crave my food fortnightly <laughs> to keep my family clothed and fed. Yes, I worked at a KFC. Yeah. Fast forward April 4th, 2022, and finally I get to go back to my dream role. If you could play my request anytime around that date, it would be greatly appreciated. No more low T for me, says Matthew. Nice. Low T, low T. Yeah. Low T. Yeah. That, that, the, uh, that that sentence was very difficult, but I needed to read that uh, almost in, in Mike Meyer's voice, but I didn't. Anyway, his request is Machine Head covering Hallowed Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden. This will get your blood pumping this morning. Yeah, well. From their album, The Blackening from 2007, here is Machine Head.
much time Cause at five o'clock They take me to the gallows pole The sands of time For me
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Make fart noses. Yeah, fart noses. <laughs>